Welcome to the School for Mystics podcast with Misha Seidel and Marina Galan. In this podcast, Marina and I will share with you unique and contrarian perspective of how our lives really work. Hey, Marina. Hi, Misha. Good day to you. How are you today? Absolutely fantastic. We gave the promise. Do you remember? I do. I remember our promise. Or was it a suggestion? Well, however you want to, <laughs> however you want to treat it. <laughs> I know you like suggestions more than promises. I do. I like suggestions more, more than promises. Promises create expectations. I mean, I'm not a big fan of expectations. It's funny that... Have you noticed, I bring a lot of certainty to our conversations. I have noticed. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of certainty and also a lot of curiosity. And a lot of foolishness as well. Generally, certain people are foolish people. Right. (laughs) What do you mean all the foolishness? I don't bring any? (laughs) Of course you do. I need to work on my foolishness now. (laughs) I'm taking that so personally. Sometimes you are too smart to be foolish. No, there's not such a thing as too smart to be foolish. Come on. (laughs) Sacrifice. We're going to discuss sacrifice today. Sacrificing. Sacrificing women. Sacrificing women. Do you know any woman that is not sacrificing herself? I've met a few, but not many. I met a few as well, out of thousands. I've met a few that are really honoring herself and her path. Her path. And it's, a, it's, a, it's a sight for sore eyes, isn't it? It's yeah. beautiful and exciting. But man, is the world terrified of them. Oh, yeah. But many love them so much as well. Yes, absolutely. They, they, they inhabit that in-between world between fascination and fear, right? But they touch the hearts of everyone around them. I think world, the world is confused a little bit. Our society categorizes, generally categorizes, women in in one of two ways. One, it's uh, kinder, kürchen, and kitchen. Right? <laughs> like, oh, you should be taking care of your children and you should be taking care of your husband and household and you should go to church. And this type of woman should be gentle and soft and caring and then another category is like the achiever type of a woman. And world kind of doesn't really like her. She wants to achieve stuff and she wants to work on her career and she wants to get to the highest level possible. And people think she's a bitch. <laughs> Duh. But I think there is a third way woman as well. I 
think there is the one with 100% softness and clarity, confidence and flexibility, logic and intuition, full package, all in one. Well, that's, that's the truth of women. That's the truth of women, yes. It's interesting how you have categorized them. Um, because I think usually the, the, the two main categories into which women are, are put are either the virgin, the mother, the, yeah. or the whore. Yes, as well. Right? Heard of that as well, yeah. And, and, and the third category that you were talking about, you know, like very driven women that reach high levels of power, those are women that have chosen to play the game of masculine energy. Yes. So that they are playing with um, competition. They are playing with, with power imposed in very specific ways. That, that we'd call masculine energy. It is not that it is masculine energy, but it is yes. called masculine energy. But... But I think the world is waking up to, to the feminine energy and power. Yeah. That points to a completely different scenario. And you can see um, examples of that rising everywhere in the world, you know, like New Zealand and things like that, in which you see a, a completely different kind of leadership that is actually working really well for the challenges that we are facing right now worldwide whereas the masculine leadership seems to be failing to deal with the challenges that we are facing nowadays don't you think yeah like good example of female prime ministers and presidents right like in new zealand or germany right Hong Kong, exactly. yeah at the same time, I don't think there is a competition between two genders. I think there is just an awakening within feminine. Yeah. It's not like, oh, they are now competing with men, blah, 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 feminist kind of stuff. No, not at all. I think that... There is that, but that's one of the games that is being played, but it's not... It's not the real game that is being played. Yeah. The game that is being played, the one that is working at least, calls to that, to an integration of both energies and finding the ways in which they can work together, you know, in which areas and when one of them is more conductive to wellness, well-being, success, and what other areas, scenarios, and moments the other one is, and, and how they can actually play together without one of them imposing itself on the other. Right. At the same time, there is no choice to be made. There is no choice between being powerful and being kind. Between having certainty and caring about the loved ones, about being successful in your job or in your business, and 
being great mother. Like there is no choice to be made. And many women today think there is a choice. You either this or that. They see it as opposites. Yeah. But there is no opposites. No, there are no opposites. Like that's what the rational mind does. It turns them into opposites. Yeah. But the invitation, at least the invitation that you and I are bringing to our work and to the world is to go beyond those apparent oppositions to the field or the area in which they can actually come together to form something better. It's a bit of an alchemy thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about the way you know women are sacrificing yourself. Well, I... <laughs> oh, my God. This could be a very long list, but... <laughs> But I can tell you about the way I have explored it in my life in recent years. Would that work? Yeah, please. Yeah, okay. So uh, a few years back, you know how life talks to you and makes like sometimes not too subtle invitations? Yeah. Right. Like, like with a sledgehammer. Like with a invitation. So a few years back, uh, I started seeing mermaids everywhere. Uh-oh. <laughs> right? So, like, I would open up the book, and the first word I would read was, would be mermaid, you know, or, or I would sit in a coffee shop, and the person next to me would have a mermaid on her shirt. Or I would, I don't know, watch a YouTube video, and the ad that would come up had mermaids in it, and there were mer mermaids everywhere, <laughs> everywhere. And it was so insistent that I said, okay, okay, life, I will go and research mermaids, right? So I went, started doing my research, and I, and I of course, we all know the, the very modern myth of the mermaid that is, you know, can be seen in so many books and movies that are shown worldwide to large audiences. And, and to me, that, that, that myth has come to represent one part of the sacrifices that women make. So if you look at the, at the myth of the mermaid, uh, you will see that mermaids were feared because of their song because they could lose men. They could make men lose their mind, lead them astray. Astray of what? Nobody ever asked themselves. <laughs> but it seems to me that astray from a very masculine energy of success and accomplishment, right? So mermaids, sirens were labeled as dangerous mm -hmm. and so they had to be avoided or they had to be destroyed or they had to be somehow submitted mm -hmm. and so the myth changes as everything the myth every every time something needs to change in life according to someone the myth changes so the myth changes and becomes the mermaid who falls in love with a man 
And in order to access the world of men, must sacrifice. Her voice. Oh, not only her voice. You see, that's, that's, <laughs> that's only the beginning. Because in reality, she's leaving her family behind. Mm. She's leaving her world behind. She's renouncing everything she has ever known that has ever meant love up until that moment for a new unknown kind of love where this love cannot be brought. Mm. So you have to sacrifice your idea of love for a new idea of love in which, okay, you're leaving everything behind. Cool. Point number two, you, have, you must sacrifice your voice. You cannot speak your truth. Mm -hmm. You cannot speak your preference. You are banned from the world of communication. And by, by banning women out of the world of communication, you are imposing on them whatever this new world wants to impose on them. Yes? Right, yeah. So they sacrifice your voice in order to get legs, right? <laughs> Crazy, right? That you, that you cannot use properly. <laughs> that you cannot use properly because every step you take from that moment on will hurt like knives being stuck in them, like walking yeah. on knives. So not only will you not be able to speak, but every single movement you make will be painful. Yeah. Now, let's continue with the myth. The man that you have fallen in love with is a dick. <laughs> loves dance. Yes. He loves what you hate, actually. He wants what you hate, basically. He wants what, what pains you, what hurts you. But because of love, you were willing to do it for him. Because... One, one more sacrifice. One more sacrifice. I mean, you've already given up everything. Right. Why not this as well? And also, you were kind of born naked, but now you need to put on some crazy stuff on you. Exactly. To fit someone else's preferences. Exactly. Right? Not only that, but the guy you have fallen in love with does not fall in love with you. He falls in love with someone else whom he believes has saved him. Mm -hmm. Even though you were the one that saved him, he has fallen in love with someone else who mm -hmm. believes has saved him. But you can't explain since you don't have the voice. You can't explain since you don't have the voice. Right? And he, he cannot understand. No. And even if he did, it wouldn't matter because he's in love with someone else. Yeah. And he, so he doesn't want to understand, actually. Right. Like, so if, if he's going to honor his truth, he must go to the one he loves. Right? Yeah. I start hating the fairy tale. Come on, come on. Hold on, hold on. Bear with me, Misha. Okay. And so your sisters... Go, go look for an answer. Go look for a solution. 
And they come back with the only solution, which is give him a knife so that you can kill the guy, so that you can go back to the ocean. You will not come back as a mermaid. You will come back as sea foam. Mm. What happens to mermaids when they die 300 years into their life? Yeah. So you will not be able to come back to your world as you were. You will have become a ghost Mm -hmm. where you were. Mm -hmm. But you will be recognized in your world. You will be taken back. You will belong again. But in order to belong, you must kill the guy, who, which is, in fact, another sacrifice, right? Yeah. So you need to kill someone you love. Yes. But of course, you don't because you love him so much. Right. So <laughs> and, you kill yourself. And he's so happy with his new love that you don't kill him. No. And you stay in his world until you die walking on knives until you die, not speaking your truth until you die, not being able to pursue what is true for you until you die. And then when you die, you will get your reward. Hmm. You will be ascended into the heavens with all the other, listen to this, women who have sacrificed themselves for great things in Norway. <laughs> okay. So my knowledge of a mermaid fairy tale comes from Disney World. <laughs> right. Okay. The, I had to do there, a lot of research. There was a happy end actually there. There was a happy ending, of course. The happy ending has to be brought nearer and nearer and nearer. Right? Otherwise, it starts looking kind of not that interesting. Yeah. Like. Okay. Now listen to this, Misha. In the original myths of the mermaids, like before the patriarchy, if you want to see it that way, before... So before the against Christian Anderson, like before he wrote the book, you mean? No, even, even before Greece and Rome. Oh, okay. The original myths... Because in Greece, in the, in the Greek myths, the, the sirens are already singing and they are already dangerous and you must not listen to them. Yes. They will lead you astray. But if you go further back to primi- primitive cultures and you look at the, at the myth of the mermaids, they are the indomitable creatures. The indomitable creatures because they have the ability to exist in both worlds. Hmm. Do you see? So they are not, nobody is able to submit them. Right. So they are, in fact, admired and honored hmm. because they can do what nobody can. Mm-hmm. They were the independent women. That, that had that had not turned the world into opposites, that could navigate both worlds equally. But then something happened. But then something happened. What do you think had, has happened? Well, 
what I think has happened is that uh, somehow, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that historically, if we were able to go back to matriarchal um, communities, we would see some. We would see probably the counterpart of this. I, I, I don't know, because there is no written history that goes all the way back then. But what, what seems to have happened is that the masculine energy distanced itself from this ability to integrate both worlds. Mm. And because it distanced itself, it needed to submit. It needed to impose itself on the other kind of energy so that it couldn't either. Mm. Does this make sense? Kind of. It's like, I cannot access both worlds, so I will make you not be able to access both Yes. Worlds. Yeah. Yes. When in reality, both worlds are and always will be available to everybody. It's just that if you start believing the stories you tell yourself about your own limitations, you will not realize that you can. And so you will grow to hate the one that can. Yeah. Like, I'm lost, but I don't know that I'm lost. This way, I will make you lost. Exactly. Exactly. It's like... You know, if you took my lollipop away, you have to take my brother's lollipop away too. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Which does not serve you at all, but but it, there's a there's a sense of justice. So in pursuit of that sense of justice, one up one of the opposites imposes itself on the other one. Yeah. Do you think do you think the sacrifice that we see today when women sacrifice their careers and their successes and their time and their health do you think it's real What do you mean by real So How do I say that? Do you think it is their thinking that creates the experience of sacrifice and they don't have to? Or it is actually what is happening? I think it's everything. I think there are there's there are examples in which they are being forced to sacrifice because otherwise they will be bad from this from this world. But there is There is always the unconscious mythology playing in our minds, you know, imposed by the culture somehow. Mm-hmm. And so in a way, a lot of women grow up truly unconsciously believing that this is the way to love. You know, you want to you learn, you want to have the experience of love, you must sacrifice yourself. Right. That's it. Now, is that, is that true? No, of course not. You know, the polarization of energy, you know, like man is the worker and woman is the caretaker. That's not, that's not true. Men are as capable of tenderness and caring and love as women are. And women are as capable of hard work and perseverance as men. We have different abilities physiologically, yes. We have different abilities psychologically, yes. Emotionally, yes, but not opposite. Yeah. 
So just, just on spectrum. Everybody's balance is just different, you know. One person can have, can have more of this, and a little bit less of this, and uh, yeah. we everybody has every possibility of it. Someone listening to us, a woman who is, let's say, stay-at-home mom, and she thinks, "What are they talking about?" I'm not. I'm not sacrificing anything. This is what I want. Perfect. If that is what you want, cool. So, is it? Does it? Would that mean that it is not a sacrificing her situation? If that is what she wants, if that is what she truly, really, completely, honestly wants, why would that be a sacrifice? She's following her calling. She's following her truth. So of course, the problem comes when they when you're not allowed to follow your truth, when you don't have the right to follow what you want. There, I there is where the problem is. How do you understand that you are not allowed? Well, there when there are consequences when you do. Right. When there are negative consequences when you do. So, if you want to work then fill in the blanks yeah yes and and the blanks can be as simple as that will bring bring disruption to our relationship mm. if you want to work then you will be alone yeah for example or or you won't be alone but we won't have the fairy tale moments that yeah that you were sold That's just mm-hmm. not true. Mm-hmm. See? But the imagery is always playing in the background. Always playing in the background. You know, and nowadays, you know, the, the, the myth of the siren site has the added story of, well, now that you have legs and, and your husband has become a fisherman and he's gone out to sea, you have to wait for him sitting on your little rock, you know. He never, he never told you whether he was coming back or when. <laughs> But life cannot just, just wait. Yes. Yeah. So your life becomes empty and meaningless without a man next to you. Mm. With an amount next to you that you can wait for, <laughs> care for, live for. At the same time, I think that today in many parts of the world, generally in developed countries, sacrifice becoming more of a thought than reality. I hope you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you're right. Like I see a lot of change happening pretty much everywhere. But oh my God, there are there are so many areas in the world where where those attempts are being punished yeah. so horribly. So horribly. You know, like, I don't know. I mean, look at look at female mutilation yeah. in countries. You know, like, what's that about? You're not supposed to feel pleasure. You don't have the right to pleasure. How can you make sense of that? I 
read the book once about discrimination. And what's interesting is that in every part of the world, there was a discrimination. But, you know, in some parts it was, let's say, anti-Semitism, and in other it was, um, like, racial discrimination. And But what is common almost in every part of the world is female discrimination. That's it. <laughs> Which is really interesting, right? Like almost in every part of the world, like 99% females were discriminated. Somehow. Yeah. And what's interesting is like the, the male energy uh, worldwide is missing the opportunity to see how by by imposing itself on the feminine energy, it is losing half of itself. Mm. It is losing the possibility the possibility to actually explore that area. Yes. That that other half of it without having to suffer consequences. Yeah. You see? So even the masculine energy that dares, dares place the feminine energy as worthy of exploration. Mm-hmm. It's punished. Yeah. On one hand, they are punished, but the promise of unity is so big that their efforts will be well rewarded. Oh, yeah. And, and Misha, it's unstoppable. Yeah. Like, the, the wisdom of life is guiding us to integration. It has to. That's the only possible path. Yeah. And, and resisting it, resisting the inevitable, creates a whole lot of unnecessary suffering. Let's give some practical, like, practical advice. What should she do? She, she's now sacrificing herself, you know, stuck with kids or being stuck at home or stuck with parents like what is our practical advice what she understands she's sacrificing she doesn't want to anymore what is our practical advice listen to your wisdom listen to your wisdom because you cannot tell everyone oh don't do it anymore yes the consequences can be dire but Wherever each person is, they are being perfectly informed by wisdom. And wisdom is taking into consideration everything, even their special circumstances. So my advice would be, be absolutely certain of what you want and allow wisdom to guide you. So just do it. Just do what wisdom tells you, not just stop sacrificing. Because again, the consequences can be dire. But whatever wisdom tells you to do, you know, like the way out of sacrifice is personal. There is not a recipe that can work for everyone. The way out of anything is personal. But what if all the consequences are 
made up in the mind? A lot of them are, but a lot of them aren't. Like, you can get so into that. You can be decapitated. You can be, if you dare, in some places, that's that's what it is, Commissioner. That's true. But I, I, don't, I don't think it is the reality for someone who is listening to us. So for someone who is listening to us, it's more of an illusion. I have seen wisdom guide women out of the situations unharmed enough times to know that it can happen. Mm. If that is what they want. Yeah. So, taking into consideration what you want, what makes sense? So if she wants to be independent, if she wants to be free, what is the first step? Realize that you are. <laughs> yes. Realize that you are. Because from, from that realization, everything will fall. And how should she realize that she's free? Well, start questioning everything that tells you that you're not. Like really, from a place of curiosity, ask yourself. For example, you have, a, you have a thought, I depend on my husband's money. And the question will be, is it true? Yeah. Like, is that true? Is that true now? And, and does it have to be true always? You know, because when you, when you ask it in this moment in time, is it true now? It, it may be. Yeah. But, but truth with a capital T is, is true always. So does it always have to be? No. Okay, so it's not a capital truth. Right. Or you have to be with your children. Is it true always? No, it's not. Just for the mere fact that children need independence. <laughs> yes. Now they need they need time on their own to figure it out too. So so no, it's not true. Right. Or I'm not just good enough to become free and independent. Yeah, I, I still have to meet someone that life created not not ready to be strong and independent and free. Yeah. You have all you need. You do. It's true. Like, Life created you perfectly for your purpose. And your purpose is hidden under what you want. What you really, really, really want. Tell me what you want, what you really, really want. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> oh, my God. I want peace of mind, Isha. I want to show people that peace of mind is available right now. I want them to have peace from mind. Thank you. Thank you, Misha. On the next episode, maybe 
maybe you will tell us how the sacrifice looks from the point of view of the masculine energy. The sacrifice of women, I mean, not the sacrifice of men. Sacrifice looks? I don't know. It would be, it would be interesting to explore the, the counterpart of it. You know, like, what is the experience of men in front of a sacrificed woman? Or what it can be? Or how it has changed throughout history? Yeah, that will be interesting to explore. Cool. <laughs> See you. I have put you on the spot. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Doing a great job. Bye, Michelle. See you next time. See ya. Thank you for listening to the School for Mystics podcast.